and welcome to Grace Unscripted, where we share stories of the people in and around Grace Church without any script, just real, raw conversations about life change through Jesus. I'm your host, Audrey Wallace. Today's story is with Stacy Dutt. Stacy has such a cool story because I have a feeling it's a similar story that a lot of you might have. Not one with dramatic highs and ultimate lows or or really um, a big change, but just a, a gradual maturing of a faith that she had in God the, her whole life, but she kept finding out there's more and there's more. And she she talks about being vulnerable. She talks about vicious cycles and, and all kinds of things um, that happened to her personally that have brought her to a new point, even just this week, even just this morning, these new fires and these sparks of light that have come to her as she's grown to know Jesus more. And I think that's something we can all strive to do as we follow Jesus. Um, so enjoy Stacy's story here today. Hey, Stacy, welcome to Unscripted. Thanks so much. I'm glad you're here. I'm very excited to get into this conversation. We have never met. Is that true? You're very familiar. You kind look of, familiar. Kind of. Like, I was at the Pursue Women's Retreat last year. And so I've seen you there thinking. and I know we've talked, but not yes. like an actual like, hi, this yeah. is me and this is you. And yeah, just like a little shaking hands in the in the pews kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so excited to dig in here. Wait, I got to do the plug though, because it's Hit like, me. I know um, the pursuit was last year yes. and it's Seek First. Yes. Yeah, so Seek First is coming up and um, it was an amazing event last year. And I know this year is going to be even better. So if you were thinking about it, possibly maybe going to attend, I need to encourage you to uh, to make it happen. Find the babysitters, you know, ask grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. aunts, uncles, do what you got to do. You know, it's we all make it. it work. It is totally worth it. And I'm going to be like one of the room mom people Let's this go. year. So, so maybe you'll be with me. I love that. That's so amazing. And it is such a prayed over event. I just think about all the women leading up to it, during it, after it. So the spirit moves and, um, you know, I appreciate that you shared that. Yeah. Let's go hang out together at the retreat. Yes. I'm in. Cool. Okay. So um, we're going to get into your story here. So would love to understand where you come from, where you go, but let's start at the beginning. Um, Were you brought up here in Northeast Ohio? Oh, yeah. So I was born in Akron. Um, I have uh, three sisters. Mm -hmm. And I was raised Catholic. I mean... It's it's interesting. Like what I was just, I hate to say it this way, but what I was just saying when I walked in and I was excited, um, kind of talking about, you know, where this is going to go today. And I had, there's an interview process for this and you have some questions and I'd answered them thinking about me and my wants and what I was going to say. And then God was like, no, 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 no. And uh, I want to start closer to today and then back up to, Ooh, to the beginning. It. Because... Um, I was baptized here at Grace uh, in the flurry of baptisms right before Christmas. There was um, the Here With Me series Mm -hmm. that Jeff did. And I was explaining how uh, my husband, which many people may know, uh, he's one of the guitarists here Mm -hmm. at Grace. And so I'm sure you've seen him. He got baptized. And then the following week I did. And um, what I was saying is that what hit me so hard is when Jeff was talking in his sermon, and it was specifically about the passage about the rich, rung, rich young ruler, mm-hmm. 
and how you know he was tied to wealth and he couldn't give that up. It was worth more than his soul. And it's so sad that he walked away mm-hmm. uh, from Jesus and from God because he was afraid of losing that. And as he continued through the sermon, he was talking about all the various things that people could could be tied to. And it was like, is it your identity? Is it mm-hmm. your trust? And it was like, my eyeballs kind of opened and it was like, wait, what? Trust. And then um, he said something about, you know, do I have to be, I, I wrote it down. Yeah. Let me pull this. I want to hear where your head was and what the yeah. Lord did in that moment. I got to find, I got to find my note because <laughs> I wrote it down because I'm terrible like that. So the idea that I would have to be vulnerable that was the specific words, and it like, it like hit me like an arrow, and it was like, I don't want to be vulnerable. I hate being vulnerable. That's the last thing on that earth word. I want to be that vulnerable. Word, oh the B word, oh it's so yucky. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable <laughs> until you get comfortable in it. Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable here. <laughs> like I'm really uncomfortable here, and uh, so many things have been happening in my life up until that point, and it was like, this is it. This is. I need to turn that over to God. And so that was like, yeah, I, I want to get baptized too. I need to, I need to give that to God and be vulnerable and give God my trust and admit to Jesus that, that he is my Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. not, just, not just my friend and not just um, how I lived. Mm-hmm. Because I would have, con- like, like I was saying to you earlier, like five years ago, if you'd asked me if I was a Christian, I would have been like, yeah, duh, of course mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. I go to church, you know, I raised Catholic, you know, I had the classic raised Catholic, uh, kind of got disillusioned as a teenager because it was so performance. Religion, ritual. Ritual, yeah. you know, like, you know, five Hail Marys mm. and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of benefits and good things and good mm-hmm. teaching, but it's like at that point in my life, it was... It was rote. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was the classic age where, you know, the pastors were like, MTV is evil back if you're mm-hmm. old enough to remember what MTV <laughs> was and they actually played music. Um, yeah. And so I was like, eh, I don't I don't need this. Yeah. And so I'd kind of given up and but I still knew in my heart, right. like it says, I think it's somewhere in Romans where it says that God's law is written on your heart. Mm. And uh, everybody knows that's how you, it's like you know right from wrong, mm-hmm. basically. You know, and everybody tries to to find the line so they can tow it or sure. or smudge it a little bit so that yeah. it's like hey, am it's I on the right side area. of it most of the time? Yeah. Yes. Um, and that was me. That was my life. You know, I was like I said, raised Catholic. I have three sisters. I had a great mom and dad who uh, raised us and did everything they could. Uh, went to high school in Medina. Graduated in 1994, but when I was 16, I met Jason, my husband, Mm -hmm. and uh, we started dating, and we realized when he graduated a year before me that if he did his thing and I went and did my thing, that our thing was going to be gone. Yeah. And uh, he proposed. And What? Crazy. Yeah. You were 16? Well, not... At 17, okay, yeah, he proposed. You, yeah, you would have been, oh, my goodness. Because so, we dated for a little while before okay. we figured that out. But I remember it was, you know, like, it had to be around March because it was six months of 1994. Uh, so my senior year, getting ready to wrap up, wow. getting ready, you know, picking colleges, mm-hmm. doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, he had already graduated and started working with his dad in a family business. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it was like, well, if I go to Berkeley mm-hmm. and you go to or Boston, some a music school, sure, because he's music, and uh, if I go to where I was going to go, we're done. And so he proposed and asked my dad for my hand, and my parents said yes. And I wow. think that was looking back, it's like my mom was like, make sure you have a savings account. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, oh, my gosh, my baby's going to do what? I know. I'm, like, trying to wrap my mind around that as a mother. I know. <laughs> I have I have three children, and the youngest of which turned 18 last April. Mm-hmm. And so it's like even today I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, if, if when I was your age, I was married. <laughs> and it's just like, what? So not only did you get engaged, you got married quickly. Quickly, six months. So oh I graduated God. in, like, June of 94, and we were married in September. Get it. Yeah, so 18, 19 years old, really young, super naive. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Did he have any religious background? So yes and no. Um, I would say mostly no. Like Mm -hmm. I I was C&E Christian, you know, like Christmas Mm -hmm. and Easter. Mm -hmm. But when he was 16, he uh, was pretty rebellious, Mm -hmm. and he's uh, very headstrong. Mm -hmm. And he will tell you his opinion if you want to know it at any time. That can be a gift. It can also it, be a strain, but it yeah. can be a gift. Yeah, he and I are definitely like the opposites attract uh-huh. kind of thing. In fact, like his boldness and his ability, his communication style, like just super good with words. And it was like painting that visual picture of like some of our dates were like in the car just driving mm. and me listening to him talk and we were talking about the future wow. and all kinds of stuff and just hours. And it was awesome because... I was quiet and shy. Like I said earlier to you, classic middle child, mm-hmm. you know. So I was the peacemaker and I was mm-hmm. the, well, I know you need that, so I'll sit back here and, and I don't know. But uh, let me go back to where I was. Mm. Anyways, with Your parents Jason, said yes. They said yes. <laughs> they said yes. And so we got married. And like I said, young, naive. But God was with us the whole time. Mm, tell me more about that. So on I said yes and no for his religious background, you know, like a C&E Christian where Christmas, Easter, they had faith. They weren't really attending anywhere. But when he was 16, he got a real rebellious streak going and they were like, we need to do something. And so they found a local church and started going. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually, he's talked about that when he's shared some of his story, that there were some mentors there that he really connected to some God people mm. who... Uh, he felt welcome, mm-hmm. and he hadn't done, hadn't felt welcome in a lot of places. Mm. So, fast forward to us getting engaged, wanted to get engaged in a, or married in a church, and so he was like, "Here we go." So, you know, we, I remember we did the premarital counseling. It's an eighteen and nineteen oh year old, gosh. and uh, Pastor Dave, he was so good. But the thing that stuck in our craw, at least in mine, was he said that at that time, in 1994, 50% of marriages ended in divorce within two years. He said that to you yeah. as an 18-year-old engaged bride-to-be. Yeah. That was part of you the... Know? Okay. So, and I was like, wow. And it was, I remember telling Jason, I was like, even if we hate each other's guts, we're going to wait two years and a day. Oh, just to just, say we weren't a statistic. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to be on the right side of that statistic. And thank God we did. You know, oh, it's like wow. um, six months after we got married, my mom showed up on our doorstep crying that my dad was leaving her after like 27 years wow. of marriage. And uh, they ended up getting a divorce. 
Now, oh the, the funny part about that is 20 some odd years later, they are living together. They're not hey. married, so they're living in sin. Well, um, hey, restoration takes many forms and maybe it's a step along the way. It is. But it cracks me up. They got they got together and started hanging out with some old friends and realized they missed having a dog. So they said, you know, all this apartment living, it's just no no good. So her bedroom is upstairs and his bedroom is downstairs. And wow. They're, they're kind of like an old married couple that's not married. That is a fascinating story I, that I I'm sure it. could be dug for yeah. way deeper into. It's, it's awesome. I absolutely love it. But, um, yeah, so we got married six months later. My mom and my dad are divorcing. Um, and Jason was having an identity crisis wow. because he was planning on being a musician. musician. He was going to be a rock star. Mm. And now he was married, and he felt responsible. He had to be the responsible mm-hmm. one. And so he put put all that aside, mm. like didn't even play. Mm. Can you imagine how crazy that would make somebody that would that's be, your passion? Yeah, that would be terrible. Feeling trapped maybe yeah. like, to the, oh, yeah. the situation. Uh, but we had a lot of godly examples mm. of strong marriages and people with strong faith and attributing their success and the relationship that they had to God and to Jesus and how transformative he can be in their lives. So we had a lot of witnesses presented to us in really great ways. So we learned how to manage and deal and and to live. Uh, We actually became leaders in the church there. Like that same pastor was starting back in the 1990s. Uh, they called it the second service, and it was a contemporary service, okay. which was totally new in in um, a Methodist church. Okay. You know, so it was like half yes. of the people at the church were like, "You're doing what?" And a they're going to play guitars, and there's going to be a yes. drum set, and yes. what? I grew up Methodist as well, and I remember that wave of like, "Okay, what if we tried something different?" And uh, like yeah. the other half of our time, yeah. but keeping the tradition as well. Yeah. So they had two different services, mm-hmm. and they had a very traditional service, and then they had a contemporary one. And, uh, you know, Mm. God really hit Dave with a great uh, idea because he recruited from outside the church because they didn't have any musicians that Mm -hmm. would work. So he was like, hey, I happen to know you play guitar. And this this other guy, I happen to know you play drums and kind of put this together. And so it it kept us in church. Mm. And uh, thank goodness it did. Mm. So we had all these great godly influences showing us how to live. And so we did, and and we had a, you know, we were married eight years before we had our first child. Wow! And, so, and then they happened very quickly. So it was like oh two, oh four, and oh five. Wow! You <laughs> took so, and then we were done. Went right in. Yeah, first. it was like okay, that's kids done. Check. <laughs> um, but life progressed, and then like around, I'd say like two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. So that's eight, nine years into our marriage. Nine, ten years into our mm-hmm. marriage. More, because the kids were born before the... And you do the math. <laughs> Through a series of business challenges and, and relational issues and struggles, um, Jason started drinking. Okay. And um, I know if you've heard his testimony, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic, mm. and he attributes um, the recovering to God. Mm. But um, at that point, it was really just the thunderclouds kind of coming in Mm -hmm. and uh, it just, you know, it got harder. 
but I was a good, you know, Christian wife and everything was hunky dory with, you know, because I was loved God and I loved Jesus and everything was good. So keeping keep things up moving, appearances. yeah, you've got the kids to manage and the household and as they grow in schools, I'm sure there was plenty to distract you to, oh, yeah. to keep you just moving forward Yeah, and, and pleasing, it, as you oh, said, yeah. the peacekeeper. Oh yeah, peacekeeper. And Jason's mentioned uh, when he did his testimony that anger and depression is like it, he struggled with that and so through these frustrations and disappointments and really foundation shaking kind of events in in his world it was crumbling and it's like he was trying to find the answers and trying to figure stuff out and wasn't going anywhere and he turned to alcohol um, mm -hmm. at first just to kind of soothe the pain and mm -hmm. then it became to numb the pain and then they realized it's kind of like this trap where you, he was hurting the people he loved. Mm. So then you isolate so that you don't, which then you're now you're in the perfect more. environment to drink more. Yeah, that snowball effect. Yeah. Just, it just rolls downward. So, you know, like mm. 2009, 10 through 2016. Mm. And then to, uh, the point is he was on mm -hmm. that journey. But all the while, he was still trying to figure out what am I missing? What's the peace? Mm. And he was still seeking, and so he was, and he was seeking God earnestly. Mm. Uh, in fact, there were days, you know, in 2018, like where he would be like, he would go out and get something to eat and bring his Bible, mm. and he'd be sitting there, you know, having this monster margarita, mm. and you know, reading about. What well, you know, it just all the promise. together like that as he was trying to, like you said, seeking. You know, yeah. like when you seek when you're in darkness, it's dark, yeah, <laughs> you're feeling around, yeah. He knew the light was there, but mm -hmm. he couldn't figure out how to get to it, I think is really what it was. Mm. And on the flip side, here I am as he's sinking further into that hole, tr trying to, you know, stay above water and keep life flowing and, and make everything look normal, mm -hmm. and um. I got overwhelmed. It, it got to the point where I couldn't do it by myself anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember one night in 2018 when he was out and uh, I got down, down on my knees at the foot of my bed and I was bawling my mm -hmm. eyes out and yelling at God because mm -hmm. I was so hurt and so frustrated and felt so alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at my wit's end. It's like, I cannot live this way anymore. I'd been contemplating divorce. Mm. Um, but I hadn't said anything to Jason yet. Mm -hmm. uh, because I just, I didn't know what else to do. At that point, we had like, we had three teenagers, yeah. like 13, 14, 16 years old, and wow. they see what's going on. And the um, pressure is so, uh, coming from every angle, it sounds like, between yeah. parenting them and, and, and our And our home church mm. was having issues as well. Mm -hmm. So people were leaving and um, it was kind of falling apart. There were some strong leaders, but there were also some st strong, less than positive influences. De deflectors and distractors yeah. and dividers. And, uh, and it was just falling apart everywhere all around. Mm -hmm. And like it, to the point where I remember we were leaders in the church, part of the worship mm -hmm. team. You know, he's playing guitar. I actually ended up going from just sitting in to running the soundboard to becoming mm -hmm. a singer at one mm -hmm. point. Um, but I much prefer being behind. <laughs> the tech is, is super cool. I highly recommend you volunteer. It's awesome. Let's do it. Um, but 
there we go. I got, I distracted myself. So, but we were thoroughly involved there and he's, you know, sinking down this mm -hmm. hole and it's like, it's so dark that he was like, why do we, why do we even go? Mm. And what are we doing here? And I'm not, I don't want to go anymore. Mm. And here I am just holding it all together. Just being, it's like, I know this is right. I can't explain it. I know it's right. Um, I have to stay here. And I remember at one point telling him that God doesn't need you to believe in him mm. for him to use you mm. for good. So, and the funny thing is, I've come to realize I said that to him thinking that it related to me yeah. just as much because yes. here I am going through the motions of being a Christian. And yeah, I, I would consider myself a good person, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I was trying to do it all by myself. And that's why I got to that point mm. because I wasn't relying on, on my creator and the foundation. Um, I was just trying to do it all by myself mm -hmm. because I felt like I had to. I had yeah, to be I heard strong. Of, there was two ladies in, I heard of once that had a relationship like that. You know, the one that was doing and hustling, hustling yeah. and bustling oh, yeah. and fussing and the other that laid at his feet. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think, I think there's some people that can resonate with that that oh, maybe yeah. are even listening now. So, but it's like I had that moment and um, like I didn't even have, at one point, didn't even have words. And I just, I knew I was a, a blubbering mess. And mm. I went to bed that night, you know, cuddling my pillow, just not sure what else to do next. Mm -hmm. And uh, a week, probably like a week later, Jason was in a car accident that uh, he walked away from, but he very could very could easily have uh, died, wow. uh, but he walked away. Like God, God was like, "Okay, we need a wake up call here." Yes, and it was a serious one. It sounds yeah. like. Well, he's the kid, and I, I love <laughs> my husband, but he and he's kind of like Paul in the sense where it's mm -hmm. like when he's committed and he's confident, very he's jealous. all in. Yeah, but when he learns he's wrong, he's all in, mm -hmm. and he'll make a ninety degree turn. Sometimes it's hard oh. to keep up with him. Um, wow, but um. So he needed a strong wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing, I was so weak in my faith mm. then that it terrified me because I'm like, did I do that? Mm. Was that because God actually heard my prayer? Mm. Like, was that, was that my fault? Oh, my. You know? And so it, it terrified me. So I kind of, like, froze mm -hmm. and didn't know what to do. And so we just kind of, like, knew things needed to change. And, um, but God was working all along. Mm -hmm. And one Sunday morning, uh, Jason just felt like listening in to church one day, and okay. he found an online, like a podcast kind of a thing, mm -hmm. and it happened to be a preacher up in Cleveland, uh, Alistair Begg, mm -hmm. and just, he was preaching on the fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know for Jason, he was like, it was like a wellspring opened up, wow. and he couldn't get enough, and he just started sucking it in. And at that same time, our oldest uh, got invited to come here to merge. Mm, okay. Did it, you live in the Akron area at that oh, yeah. point still? Doylestown. Okay. So mm -hmm. when every time Jeff makes a joke about Doylestown, it's like, <laughs> Doyle's thanks. <tucky. laughs> yeah, it's like, we got That's you. Us. We're representing. Um, but yeah, so she got invited to come to merge. Mm -hmm. And so she started coming and hanging out with uh, some people here and was really enjoying it. And so he'd been, you know, listening over there and knowing what was happening in our home church, it's like it was time to, time to move. Mm -hmm. um, 
So he was like, well, what's, I don't want to like jump around a bunch. I want to find the right spot yes. and be, and mm-hmm. go there. So he started saying, And okay, jump well, all in. Yeah. Uh, all perhaps. In. <laughs> all, yeah. Just maybe. Yes, um, his personality would shine yeah. through. So he was like, well, who's, who's over there at this church that she's going to? So he found um, Grace and started listening mm. to the sermons online and just, again, devouring them, mm-hmm. like seeking. And uh, so he was like, we're going. And I'm like, I can't leave my responsibilities mm-hmm. over here. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's during COVID, you know, there's it's shut down. It's just the pastor and me and Jason until he decided to stop going. Right. And a couple other people that were helping the tech. Pulling off the tech. tech guy. Yeah. And uh, we had another another good friend of ours who also came in and sang, and, and, and that was it, doing the online for that church uh, with the pastor. And uh, so he was like, I'm, I'm going. We're, even if you don't, I'm going. And I'm like, okay, fine. But I'm, you know, I'm doing, doing my day job doing of my volunteering. Day job, good, well, my good yeah. deed, being, you know, strong mm-hmm. and staying faithful and, you know, relying on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually he was like, we need to move. Mm. And it was like, you're right. And so I remember it was, I, I looked up the date. It was October 4th of 2020. It was the mm. first time I walked in the doors at Grace. And I don't remember what the message was, okay. but it was awesome. And I was like, <laughs> wow. And I was blown away by the music and by Jeff's message. And then it just so happened to be the first Sunday of a discovery class. Oh, wow. Did you walk right in? Oh, I did. Oh, come on. Because Jason had signed us up. Okay. He hadn't told me. That's amazing. <laughs> he signed us up. I didn't know that we were signed up, but it was like, they talked about it. I'm like, that would be really good to know, to get to know what's going on. And he's like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> it would be, yes. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going. Yes. Um, and we went to the discovery, and I remember sitting there, and of course, you know, front row table, cedar. Uh, <laughs> so we're sitting there, and Jeff's talking, and it was like all the, everything in my head was like all the boxes were getting checked. It's like, yeah, you know, mm. the mature Christians, you park in the back. There's no donation box. There's, you know, it's like all this okay. stuff. And it's like, yes, yeah, this is, the, yeah. Wow. When people are looking, it's like, yeah, this is the way it should be. Is uh-huh. what I, so I was super excited about it. And it was like, oh, my gosh, what have I been missing? And it's like. It just grabbed a hold of my heart. And so we jumped in. Mm. And of course, you know, he's like, okay, we're going to take it easy at first because we had been serving at the other okay. church. And he's like, let's, let's take it easy for a little bit. But that didn't take very long. And then uh, Jason started playing with the band and mm-hmm. I started helping with tech and just got thoroughly involved mm-hmm. in this Grace family, mm-hmm. which has been so awesome, welcoming, and amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly encourage if you're listening, get involved in mm. something. Find mm-hmm. somebody because they will grab a hold of your hand and start running with you. That shared community of people with like interests, like mindedness, like anything, whether it's a life group, connect group, serving in a community, everything that we do, we try to turn it into a biblical family, whether yeah. it's the door greeter team, the tech team, the band, or you know, anything of that yeah. nature. And it's amazing. So all the while, you know, like God is is keeping his hand on us mm. and and helping and and suggesting and mm. and you know shining a light over here to kind of guide our our way but we're still struggling through this mm-hmm. with you know me trying to um, make everything work and look great and mm. Jason still struggling with the alcoholism uh, and the anger and trying to figure himself out and why is he like that mm. and so we're still going through all that so that was 
in 2020, towards the end of 2020, mm -hmm. and something happened in January of 21. And I honestly don't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, I don't think Jason does either, but we had an argument, mm. an incident, maybe I'm sure it was alcohol mm -hmm. related. Um, and I didn't speak to him for, it could have been as long as six weeks. Wow. Because you know, he is such a passionate person. Mm. And when we would argue, uh, like I said, the anger, and I'm being the classic middle child, when he mm -hmm. would display that anger, m his weakness would play right into my weakness and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so the more angry he would get, the more shut down I would get, sure. which would make him more angry sure. to try to draw me out, yes. which would shut Talk me down. Talk to me. Oh. Yeah. Yes. And so we have this this visual, mm -hmm. vicious cycle yes. with the weaknesses playing off of each other. Yes. Oh, um, and so I... I really struggled being able to tell him what I was feeling and my hurts. And mm -hmm. so I actually wrote him, I took like a month or whatever to write like a six page letter. Mm -hmm. And I finally gave it to him. And uh, I think it was like four, less than a month later that he walked into CR. Mm -hmm. Because the of first what time. you were able to share? Well, just God had been touching yeah. his heart and he had been seeking help and it's like he'd been listening to these messages and devouring mm. the bible and knowing he need he needed to change and and trying to figure out where all this was coming from that he was struggling so much with it um and god was leading him and pointing him mm -hmm. and and just nudging him all along the way he he had seen a counselor and anyways he ended up at cr uh which, if we could explain for a moment for oh, people yeah. um, that might not know what CR is. CR, it stands for Celebrate Recovery. And if you are struggling with any kind of addiction of anything, mm -hmm. it, alcohol, drugs, porn, uh, selfishness. Achievement. Like anything. Yeah. Anything. I should have gone mm. with my trust issues. Mm. Knowing, Looking back, it's like yeah. I should have gone and given that then. Mm -hmm. But I was too proud and I mm. was too too much in my own space of I can handle it and, I'm, and I, I got I'm it. doing it right I'm holding it together don't yeah. let anybody know yeah and it's like I'm you know got my smile on and I'm good um, mm. but yeah so CR is amazing and it is such a supportive community and if you need help with anything mm -hmm. you can walk in those doors mm -hmm. and there are people there who will love you mm -hmm. regardless and have been there and then some. Mm -hmm. I've heard some of the stories at CR, and those people are my heroes. Yeah. Because they're so strong, and uh, it's so much to overcome and admit. It, at least for me, it's like the the admitting. It's like yeah. that I need help. I can't. That V word that we were talking that about. That vulnerability. <laughs> it's like that I, I, I'm not enough. Yeah. That yeah. God, he fills the gap. Mm -hmm. He fills the gap. Because I'm not enough, mm -hmm. and I can't do it alone. Well, I went back as you were talking to my notes from December third, twenty twenty three, with me here or here with me. Yeah, and what he had said because I wrote that word down too in my own notes, and it oh, says wow. that God gave us Jesus as a way for His perfection to come to Earth, but vulnerable. So Jesus became vulnerable so that he could show us what that looked like mm -hmm. and that he would suffer and die for us and that that's God's good plan. So when you think about, I can't be vulnerable, 
I'm holding it together. Exactly. I want people to have an image of me. And yes. then Jesus, literally God, stepped out of heaven to be vulnerable and then suffered and died on okay, I could humble myself a little bit here and Maybe try it on little. for size. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a good word. I remember that. But that's exactly what it was. Um, so I heard that that message. And there's been so much so many other things. I I wrote down a couple things just like this past year in particular, God's been on my heart and he's been really tugging at me because he's been knocking on the door and I've been, you know, holding it together. I've been doing it on my own. I've been a, a good Christian. I've been, you know, and I do all the things and I, I'm, I love helping. I love volunteering. You know, if there's a group of people that say, hey, do you want to? Yes. <laughs> Predetermined yes, as they yeah, say. <laughs> Predetermined yes. All I had to hear is, do you want to? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm there, um, which makes my husband crazy sometimes. <laughs> there is such a thing as two-packed, but the is. willing heart is such a beautiful thing. There is. and uh, But it's like, I got this uh, in our life group. We finally joined a life group last year. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, so it's like baby steps. Like I said, yes. I'm a toe dipper, and, and God has been so gentle with me with the leading <laughs> that it's like, I'm almost 48 years old now, and it's like, oh, why did it take me so long to figure this out? And it's like, well, that's because you just kind of had to inch. (laughs) That's that's totally understandable. I can relate to that more and more as I get older. Like, man, I didn't even know what I didn't know. I know. But um, so in our life group, Bethany, you'll be so excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, She... Put, she wrote these Valentine's Day cards because we meet on Wednesdays and oh, it was just wow. Valentine's Day on, on Wednesday when we meet. And so she got these cards and she made Valentine's from Jesus to everybody. And she oh, wrote wow. Bible verses in each one. And then she just kind of spread them out on the table and said, God will make sure you pick the one that's meant for you, oh. basically. Wow. Good job, Bethany. I know. <laughs> She's so good. Um, but when I opened it and I read it, I thought that's kind of weird for a Valentine, but it's like, like I said, God nudging everything coming together. And it's like I realized that my life is a testimony of the verse that she put in here. And it's Psalms 86.15. And it says, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, mm. abounding in love and faithfulness. Mm. And that has been him shepherding me throughout mm. my entire life, boundless in love and faithfulness, mm. regardless of my vanity and mm. stupidity and self-reliance. Mm-hmm. And I got this all by myself and mm-hmm. I don't need any help. You know, he's like, I, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's like, I knew, I knew God was the Lord. You know, I was raised, like I said, raised Catholic. There's rules. You got to follow him. Yeah. And um, being, you know, the middle child, like I said, the rule follower, check. You straight yeah. A student, classic. There's also a heart. Yeah. There's also a heart that you can tie right into directly mm-hmm. beyond just the rules and the the reigning over us. There's there's yeah. a relationship there. So it's like all the all the while while I was trying to do my my God pleasing, mm. you know, being a good good human so that I could make sure God liked me. Mm. Uh, I would even joke about it. You know, it's like it's okay because God loves me. Mm. Uh, but I I would say that, but I didn't know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't 
feel it mm-hmm. in the depths of my soul. It was all very surface throughout most right. of my life. Or head oriented, not heart oriented. Yes. We've said that before on the podcast. Just what where is letting you resonate into at the depth of of penetration mm-hmm. is that you're letting it in. And it might come and go even as well. But once you get to those deep parts, like you can hunger for that and yeah. to continue to to get it. Yeah. And then I wrote down this other one because it's a John 15, 16 and the first half all this last year, that has been like the words that God has put in my head. I, I don't want to say like a mantra or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I chose you. You didn't choose me. Mm. That God chose me. That even with, that I'm worth it, even though I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And he knows I'm not enough. But it was worth it. And that I was worth it. And I... That I struggled with that, mm-hmm. and that's that vulnerability mm-hmm. that that I would need a God mm-hmm. to fill the gap for me. Mm-hmm. That I would need somebody to be able to do what I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's been such a process. And like mm-hmm. I said, I've been looking back, thinking about what to share here, mm-hmm. and I had my own agenda, yeah. which was not God's agenda. Uh, so mine went right out the window. But he used my agenda sure. to show me all the places in my life where his hand has been. And so it's like, oh, my gosh, I did not, I did not want to do this because yeah. I'm kind of like private. And this is like mm-hmm. sharing in public. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on the other side of Jason's story that is probably told in testimony, maybe in CR, maybe at church, things like that. There's someone like you also tied to that story. You have your own story yes. within that. Like you've referenced him here, but your experience on this side of it is, is also your own journey and a deepening. Like what I'm seeing for you is like you put your faith in God. Did you realize the relationship with Jesus that you could have? Not necessarily, you know, you said five years ago, I would have said I was a Christian, but I didn't really even know what that was. But there's a depth of maturity and a depth of just like you got to know your spouse more and more over years and years. You do that with God and Jesus and all those pieces as you tie in to community, tie in to teachings and your own reading of the Bible and listening to God. But it's just a depth of maturity that you're going to continue to experience. There's never ending, right? There's mm-hmm. always more. And, and it's happening today. It's happening yeah. yesterday. It's happening right now. It's continuing to grow. I'd love to see that in another yeah. believer. And that's, I realized that's what I needed to share because I wanted, I wanted to make sure that this had purpose, that it mm-hmm. wasn't just going out into the ether and mm-hmm. being there. But um, God's purpose was to make sure that people who are like me, because there's so many, there's a lot of people today who are unchurched, mm. uh, but there's a lot of people who grew up in a, a churched family yes. and would be like me, a, a quote unquote cultural Christian mm-hmm. where, you know, yep, I go to church and I do all the right mm-hmm. things and, you know, I make sure I'm wearing my Sunday best on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, or I'm not the other things, therefore I must be this thing. Yeah, you know, I don't cheer for Michigan. Exactly. We can recite that in our sleep. We hear it so frequently. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm good. But yeah. I was totally missing out. You could be great. On, yes. yes, there's more. But it, it's a great God yes. who wants yes. to be with you mm-hmm. and to indwell within you and make 
your life complete. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what you can do, but it's about what God can do through you. Yes. Because he's not just our Lord. He's, he's our, our Savior. He's our Savior. And he's our friend. Yes. So it's so good. It's so awesome. But I just wanted, it's like, you know, like I said, I'm almost 48 and it's okay. It's okay to be realizing those kinds of things now. Yes. And uh, there's so many people mm-hmm. who I'm sure are similar that they grew up mm-hmm. and it's become routine and it's become rote and it's just a box to check mm-hmm. and a thing to do and, you know, slow down. Open up your heart. Mm-hmm. Jesus is knocking, and he and when you look back across your life, you will see that he's been standing next to you every step of the journey, in the highs mm-hmm. and in the lows. And that's you know, it's like sometimes people like terrible things happen, mm-hmm. and um, people are like, "Where were you, God?" Mm-hmm. And I know when I'm looking back now, it's like I can look and I can see. It's like he was so close that it would could have been smothering. Wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you think of this, um, the seek first theme that we talked about at the yeah. very beginning for the women's retreat. When you think about seeking for Jesus, you don't have to go very far, no. <laughs> but yet we still could spend our whole lives um, seeking him. And one, there is an endless well that we could dig into, but also sometimes we just miss it because we're looking at the world. We're looking yeah. at the image that we want to portray or the box that we want to check, and we're missing the whole point of his relationship and what he did for us. It can be missed. So, yeah, yeah being in the community here and, and with a, in your own family, having everything just pointing toward that and moving yeah. forward. And it's, it's funny. I said earlier how, like, Jason and I, our weaknesses would play mm-hmm. into each other and be this cycle that was mm-hmm. destructive. Well, likewise, our strengths mm-hmm. play into each mm-hmm. other to like build. A catapult. Oh, yeah. It's like when you put God in the center Mm -hmm. and then you guys are are rolling, Mm -hmm. uh, it's powerful Mm -hmm. and our strengths can play off each other. And Mm -hmm. so even in the darkness and the depths, I can look back and see him seeking. Now, it's like in the moment, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, what are you doing? It's like you're going out and you're you're drinking. It's like, who cares if you brought a Bible with you? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, but now I can look back and I can see that even in those crazy moments that God was was pushing on his heart and he would say that like when when he got baptized and then I got baptized the following week in that flurry of baptisms, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he actually said something like, if you knew our story, Stacy should be baptizing me, mm. like something along those, because he baptized me. Um, mm. But it's like, no, he doesn't realize that mm-hmm. I may have been like a, a stabilizer for him. Mm-hmm. And he could, he would look back and see my faith all through along the way. And it's like, yeah, but it wasn't, it was surface. It was, so I was saying the right things and acting the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relationship wasn't there. So it was lip service almost, mm. but mm-hmm. it doesn't make the words wrong because what I said before is still true. It's like, I don't, you don't have to believe for God to, to use you. That's true. And so even in that state, God used me as a light for Jason. And now as we've continued down the path, it's the other way around mm-hmm. where his passion and his focus and his dedication and, and seeking and hunger has 
uh, awoken that in me too. Mm-hmm. So it's and like I'm sure you've grown closer to one another as well in the process. Yeah. In fact, I, I should mention too. I'm going to give. I'm just plugging all kinds of stuff. Um, Free to be ministries is mm-hmm. so good. We are seeing somebody over there, mm-hmm. and she's awesome and has helped us so much. And I'm one of those people where it's like it was a struggle for me to get on board to yes. go and see somebody you. and talk to somebody. I feel um, you. But listen, saying that out loud, even dear listeners, if you hear that. Like she just said that on a podcast and maybe before you would have like worn a baseball cap and sunglasses to even go into the counselor, right? Or like if somebody saw you, you're like dipping and dodging to get like not be seen or let anyone know that the the surface calm isn't actually what's under the water with the duck's feet flapping all around. So thank you for saying that out loud because I recall a day that someone did that for me and I didn't, she probably didn't think of anything of it that she just said, oh, well, with my counselor. And I was like, (gasps) you see somebody? You said out loud that you see a counselor. Not only do you go to a counselor, you said it out loud, but her vulnerability, her willingness to just say as though it was everyday practice, literally relieved my soul. And now I love to do that for others. Thank you for doing that here today. Also, it's so good to know. It is. And it's God just, he puts so many good things in our path that like when I pray in gratitude to him, it's like, I want to thank you for the victories and I want to thank you for the struggles. And I especially want to thank you for all the things that I didn't even notice along the way because there's got to be so many of them. such a good prayer. So many of them. Well, I have a feeling that, well, one, you could tell us stories for days about all these things. Um, We do on the podcast also like to ask for a favorite worship song. Is that even possible for you? I imagine with all of the experience you have with worship, it's probably a hard task. Actually, it was because I'm like, yeah, I have to think about that. And it's like, with the worship team that I was with before, I actually helped pick some of the songs that were going to be used in services so it's like so cool the words are so important to me um and there's so many good ones but it's funny because like i said this has given me an opportunity to look back Mm -hmm. and i can see like the themes of this this year was this song and this Mm -hmm. year was this song Mm -hmm. and leading up to right now the song that has been um on my heart the most is uh it's phil wickham it's always been you. I think is that what it is? Is the exact title. I can sing the words. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, words. give me some lyrics. Oh. Yeah, it's always been you. I wish you could see her right now because she has the Valentine's card. She has some notebook paper. She has a piece of mail that she wrote something on. Hey, I, I recycle. So Do you hear the just sound of the envelope right now? It's she, just an envelope. Oh, it's, it's just so recycling. Good. It's like well, that tells me though that you genuinely were see like. What should I say, Lord? Oh, you go, told me something to say. I'm writing it on the closest thing nearby, which is yeah. an envelope. Yeah, but it's always been you. Mm. And uh, I think, I don't want to sing the song. Um, it starts off with, you saw me first. You know, you saw me, mm. see, you saw me first. You can sing it. That's okay. I can't think of the words now because I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm nervous. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> but the chorus, you know, is who stood with me in the fire. It was you. And who, you know, who was with me in the water. It was you. And who carried me on their shoulders. It was you. Um, through everything that I've been through and even the walls that I build up to protect myself and, and keep other people out. Um, 
God was there inside the walls and on the outside saying, hello, let me in. I'm here. All right, I'm going to. Oh, 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 see, she hit me, hit me with the good stuff. Because that first line that I even, we're looking up the lyrics here for you guys. This is not, this is not a common played one, at least in my playlist. So I might have to add it. So, well, we do it here at Grace. I love it. Maybe I would have to hear it to remember. You saw me first and you let me in when I was at my worst. The moment when I heard you say my name. It's the first time in so long I'm not afraid. Mm, yeah. You are the voice that calms the storm inside me, castle walls that stand around me. All this time my guardian was you. You are the light that shines in every tunnel, there in the past, and you'll be there tomorrow. All my life, your love was breaking through. It's mm-hmm. always been you. Yes. So, yes. So awesome. The song that kept coming to my mind as you were speaking was, even when I don't see it, you're working. Yeah. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And he's the way maker, right? Yes. That was There's what so I was many hearing. good ones. But mm-hmm. like that one and um, before that, uh, it's called Who You Say I Am. Mm, you know, a child I am of God. Who, yes, I am who you say I am. I'm a child of God. I, mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so, so many good mm-hmm. ones. And the new one that we have here is so good. I love the that Grace one. song. What is it? Something uh, about free. I am free. I'm free. I am free by yeah. Grace Collective. Yes. You should listen if you haven't. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's just all good things. Yes. You know, it's like the good, the bad, the ugly. God mm-hmm. can use it all. Mm-hmm. You just have to let him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Well, I know that um, there are pieces of your story that people might be relating to. I know that I really am. Um, so if there's anybody that wants to talk about these things more, you've said you'd be willing yeah. to be reached out to or anyone here on Grace staff. Um, we, we, the point of this is not, it's, it's so good to share stories and we hear it time and time. I remember at Pursue, women saying, oh, that felt so good to hear the real life stories of people. So thank you for sharing that. But it doesn't have to stop here. So if anybody would like to talk with you, with Jason, with, with me, with anyone on staff, we'd just love to keep the conversation going if you're feeling pulled about something new that maybe you heard today. So if you want to... Um, Reach out to us. We'd love to speak with you, right, Stacey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate hearing your story here, getting to know you more. And I'm looking forward to seeking Jesus first with you in April. Yes, it's (laughs) going to be awesome. Maybe I'll actually, like, hit the target with the X. (laughs) Anything is possible. Anything. (laughs) Thanks, Stacey. Absolutely. Absolutely.